Welcome back to the Just Me Bless ACC podcast with your Micah and Nick. How are we doing on this Sunday evening? Oh, I'm great, man. Um, what a weekend! What a week it was, dude. I had so fun, so much fun this weekend. Um, what about you? How are you doing? I'm good. Well, how do you react to this? But what if I told you I got a call yesterday morning offering a free ticket to yesterday's ACC championship final, and I turned it down? I mean, well, I mean, why? Why did you turn? I have to know why. Because it's Virginia back. I knew exactly what was going to happen, and it happened. You couldn't pass. If I would have drove three and a half hours yesterday, and then three and a half hours back in the rain today to watch what was yesterday AC Championship game, I would have actually been upset with myself. (laughs) (laughs) That game was awful. Like it wasn't even the fact that Virginia, like, because they didn't that bad. (laughs) Like in terms of Virginia style basketball. Mm-hmm. Like that? <laughs> like, uh, if you had told me, yeah. if you if you had told me that Virginia had yeah, Duke scored those free throws late, but like, if you had told me that Virginia held Duke under sixty and they lost by ten, I'd been pissed. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So, you know, we had our baseball game. Plus, you know, I wanted to make something out of it, Nick. I'm, I was kind of holding out that Virginia might get a game in Greensboro for the NCAA tournament. So I was kind of like, oh, I'll just hold off for that. Obviously, that did not happen. Um, actually, my worst nightmare happened um, because I projected when I saw Furman win the SoCon final that they were going to play Virginia, and because they can score the basketball, they're going to beat Virginia, and sure enough, they got paired with Furman. <laughs> so, woo! But, no, other than that, I'm good. Uh, ETSU hosts Virginia Tech in baseball on Tuesday. I'm kind of in the... I'm already in the baseball mood, Nick. I'm, I'm pretty juiced up for baseball. So, you know, we'll, we'll preview basketball, but you'll see why I'm not uh, not so high on the basketball tournament for the ACC. So, but yeah, how was your weekend? I, mean, I know you said you were you had fun with the NC State game, but besides that, what all went down for you? Um, it was great. I mean. I went to the ACC tournament, and believe it or not, that was my first ACC tournament for how long it's been in Greensboro. Um, that was my first time there. Um, man, what, just what an arena. I mean, it's so beautiful inside. It's way bigger than I thought it was, not just the the seating and the stands itself and the court and everything like that. But the lobby, like, it's Ooh. It's huge in there. Um, very beautiful. Like, I loved it. Um, it was awesome. I went to the first – so you buy the tickets in, night, in sessions. So I bought the Wednesday night session. Uh, I went to UNC versus Boston College, and then I went to the State-Virginia Tech game. Both games were blowouts. Um, and then, Micah, I was debating – for the Thursday night session, if I wanted to go or not. And I was toying around with it. Like some of my friends wanted to go. My brother was on the fence about it. 
I was like, oh, I don't know. So my brother uh, was working with me Thursday morning, but he got in before I did. And he actually ran into his first customers of the day at the deli were a couple of, I guess, skate fans like the dad. It was a dad, a son uh, who came in. And the dad said, I actually went to Carolina, but my daughter goes to NC State and my brother went to NC State and he went to go see them play in the 74 championship game in Greensboro. And my brother told him about how, how we went yesterday and we thought about going, but tickets got a little bit more pricey. You had to sit all the way up, like on the very, very, we were at the very top level at one point until we could move. Um and then he was talking to my brother, and when he was checking him out, he said, here, I want you to take this. Don't give me any change. Go see the game tonight. And he's like, are you serious? And he said, yeah. So I get into work. My brother tells me this. He's like, dude, I can't just pocket this money. Like, I, I want to go now. Like, we should go. I was like, hell yeah, we should go. Like, he just gave you money for your ticket. Let's go. So we went. It was awesome. So shout out to that guy. I don't know his name. I didn't get to meet him, but he essentially paid for my brother's ticket. And we went to the second session of Thursday night. So we did see Virginia and Carolina, which was a great game. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the second game, State versus Clemson, that was not so fun. Uh, the first half <laughs> was, that was okay, but that was really bad. But the overall experience was great. Greensboro is such a great host. Um, it's just a shame, man. I know we punch at this and talk about this a lot. And I know you're off social media right now, Micah, because you gave it up for Lent. My brother did the same thing. But I've been tweeting up a storm, and a lot of people are on board with me on this, that we as a conference are getting passed by the Big Ten and the SEC because we are – the ACC is losing its crowd. It's losing its tradition. It's losing its – because it follows what's trending. It follows the money. Well, you're going to be losing money when you don't have a lot of fans go to New York City or Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. I'm sorry. It's true. There were a ton of fans there at the ACC tournament. It was a packed-out championship game. Um, you're losing a lot. Like I saw friends from high school and middle school that I haven't seen in years at the ACC tournament because it's in Greensboro. Like it brings back the community. It brings back the ACC tradition, you know? So what an event. It's awesome. It should always be in Greensboro. It should never, ever be up North ever again. But unfortunately it's going to be, um, but, yeah, that was my week. It was very fun. I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad that I went. Um, yeah, so that that was my weekend. I'm happy that the pack made it uh, to the NCAA tournament. That was our goal this year, to get back on track. Um, I'm glad that I didn't have to wait a whole lot of time to see if we got in or not because we were, like, I think the fourth matchup that they revealed. So that was great. So – it's funny you said what you said about the tournament. First uh -huh. off, did you see the Miami fan that hit the half-court shot? 
Did you no, see that whole? I, like, I did not see the Miami fan hit the house. No, but like, no, not not there. But did you see that on social media? No, I didn't. Oh well, just so you know, that's uh, fifth quarter CCU. My buddy Hayden all over ESPN. I hit a half oh, court really? shot. No way. Yeah, that was my buddy Hayden. Um, that was a uh, probably the funniest uh, couple minutes of my life because that was on Friday, so we had a baseball game. So I get a Snapchat from Hayden. He's walking out on the court. I'm like, oh, he must got picked to do the promo game. That's cool. Whatever. You know, and I get a text like two minutes later from my buddy who, who used to run fifth quarter UVA, Jay, who's a big UVA guy. He's like, Hayden just made a half-court shot. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so that was pretty cool. So shout out to Hayden. But I had multiple people. And this is your first time. So that's why this is so interesting to me. Multiple people that I know that have been to multiple tournaments think it needs to leave Greensboro. Or... Not that it needs to leave it, but they need to fix it. Because from what I've heard, it has not changed since 1995. <laughs> they just, I mean, again, atmosphere-wise is always great, and that is important. But I will say, and I've been to the Coliseum, you know, on a non-game day this year. It has not changed since 2020. It has not changed since 2017. It has not changed since 2013. So it needs, like... Hayden's exact words to me was, this place is a dump. It is not renovated at all since I last was here four years ago. So, you know, it's interesting that you say that, Nick, because for you, yes. I mean, again, it is a nice venue. I'm not saying it's not. And it still deserves to be in Greensboro over, like you said, Brooklyn or D.C. or whatever. But I will say that you can't live off just, you know, fan attendance alone. You have to make it, like... My buddy, again, my buddy Hayden's a big enough Miami fan that no matter what, he will go when Miami's playing. But you have to, at some point, you know, convince individuals to come back. Because, like, what you said, Nick, is so true. Tickets were ridiculously expensive the whole weekend. So, if you're a fan like myself who wants to make a trip over, I'm not spending $160 just to watch a basketball game. Especially when a lot of times, the further you go in the tournament... It meant absolutely nothing. All four of our teams that played... Actually, that's not true. Because Clemson... Wait, no, Clemson... Did they make it to semis? Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. So, so technically, that's not true. But, like, pretty much all the games had nothing to play for. Like, yeah, you get to win the title, but Virginia knew they were in. That's probably was why I didn't go. Like, I knew Virginia was in the tournament, so who cares? You know, back in the glory days, like, you had to be in the championship game to get in. And, like, obviously, Clemson and Virginia semifinal game had some meaning for Clemson. Um, but again, that, that is something that's interesting of a take, um, there, but glad you had fun. Again, I hope it comes back to Greensboro at some point with the offices moving out of Greensboro. <laughs> can I, I, don't, can I ask what, why he thought it was a dump? Because like, I've been to a lot of basketball arenas. I've been, I mean, I, I, that was the last thing that came into my head. I thought the lobby was beautiful. I thought the concourse was beautiful. I thought it was easy to get in and out of and navigate through. I thought the hallways were nice. I, I, I genuinely thought genuinely thought it was a very nice place. I think part of the problem lies with just the fact that it's not it hasn't changed. And I'm not saying that it has to change every year, but we do live in the era now where so much stuff changes and things people are losing their attention span. And like at the end of the day, if you paid, and I understand, that, again, part of this is inflation, but if you paid $27 five years ago, or let's say even three years ago, and now you're paying 65 
you expect enhancement somewhere in the fan experience. And to be frank, Nick, part of the problem, this is personal beef with what my job used to be at the ACC, was they used to put an emphasis on fan experience, on groups, on like, again, we used to sell the Bojangles four-pack. They don't even do that anymore. Like, and I understand it's kind of selling its own. I, I get that. But at some point, like, did they do this, the, the little blimp thing again that drops gift cards? Because, like, they've been doing that for 10 years, so they did it again. Like, you know, the encore promo. Something that I didn't get. Yeah. Well, like, you had the little blimp thing that drops stuff, you know? Like, the stuff hasn't changed. So, when you're paying more for the same product over and over, and, like, let's just be frank, this year was the worst year the tournament's ever been from a, like, quality of basketball standpoint. So, it's the most expensive it has been since it's been in Greensboro by a lot. And yet, you didn't get much better quality basketball. You got worse quality basketball. Well, I, so, will, I, I will say that, and maybe this is just me because, you know, I went through it and maybe no one else did this. But so my, my, my tickets on Wednesday were $20. They were $20 for two games. And I get it. I was really, really up high. But you could have moved down if you wanted to. Like, Oh, we, yeah. We were mid-court by the second game. And then the Thursday night session, our tickets were $35. And oh, we for sure. were able to move down. So but a lot of times, you, but a, but a lot of times too, you have to – but you also waited till the day of. Like, you had to wait till the last minute. You have to think about it from the perspective of I am – Let's say a Notre Dame fan making the trip in, right? I mean, obviously, this year not many made the trip because they were like the second to last seat. But like, I'm someone coming into town. If you're coming into town, you want to have your tickets in hand. Your face value ticket's ninety dollars. You're not paying that. Well, we did buy ours last minute. No, that's what I'm saying, though, Nick. If you're coming into town, though, you don't wait till the last minute. I'm not booking a flight if I don't have my tickets. Why would you do that? That's stupid. Oh, I see what you're saying. Or, like, again, like, for example, like, granted, I was offered free tickets, but even then, I'm not going to drive last minute to get, like, you live 30 minutes away, Nick, so it's easy for you. But we always argue that, yes, Greensboro is the best centralized location. You're right, but a lot of the drives are still three to four hours. So if you have to wait till couple hours for tip-off, I ain't driving if I don't have a ticket yet. And then Hayden did the exact same thing. Thankfully, Hayden's family lives in Robbins, who's only an hour and a half from Greensboro. So he just hung out at his parents' house until tickets dropped for the Miami session. Like, it's just not, it's it's not as cheap. And, like, I understand this isn't the same thing, but, dude, I could have gone to the SEC tournament for half that price in Nashville this weekend. And no disrespect to Greensboro, but I can make a whole trip out of Nashville. So you could have gone into like a double session for ten dollars. Yes, through StubHub, yeah. But again, you can't you can't use StubHub, Nick, as the argument here, because again, at the end of the day, you have to wait till the last minute to do that. You so, can't use that logic. So but, Michael, yes, Michael. it's beneficial to you as a someone that lives twenty minutes away, but from the general prospective group of people coming to games. Fan bases of Virginia, Virginia Tech, literally the only fan bases that are not affected by this are 
NC State, North Carolina, Duke, and Wake. That is four of 15 schools. That's not good enough. All right, so my counterpoint would be what would be the difference if it was in New York? But it's New York. There's more to do in New York than just New York. You can make a whole trip out of it. If I'm paying for low-quality basketball and just to go to the basketball game, like, no disrespect to Greensboro, but, Nick, you know, there ain't shit to do in Greensboro. There's nothing to do there. You can go to the Nature Center. Woo! Thumbs up. You can hopefully not get robbed if you're in the wrong part of town. Woo! Like, New York, like Brooklyn, you've got New York City right there. D.C., nation's capital. Like, Again, I'm playing devil. I'm not saying it needs to move, but you ha- like. I'm glad I did not go to the game yesterday, Nick, because all I would have been doing was going to the game. There was nothing in Greensboro for me to go to. Wow, and yes, come see me. You would have been busy. You have to work all the time. I would have made you a sandwich. You would have been closed. I think I could have grabbed it in the morning, but. <laughs> I remember I texted you. I'm trying to do it next weekend. Okay, calm down. <laughs> so, anyways, back to the back to the point. You know, it's again, yeah, it it just needs to enhance, like, because again, Nick, like you have your one take, but there are a lot of people that are on your side too. And again, at the end of the day, the best location from a fan base perspective is Greensboro. But at the same time, and I'm the perfect example of it. You can't just wash, rinse, repeat over and over and over again. So, yes, this was time number one for you. My first time was incredible, too. But nothing has changed. So, like, you know, the hall, like, I'm sure you went to the little, like, ACC Hall of Fame, right? Like, the little, like, museum thing they have there. Did you do that? No, but I saw it oh. from, like, the balcony. I didn't have time. That, that, that hasn't changed in 10 years, dude, since they put it in there. Half the logos are still outdated. The mascot suits are outdated. Like, they only updated the Florida State one because they kind of had to or they would have been canceled. So, like, some of the, all that stuff has changed, or excuse me, not, has, has not changed, and Greensboro itself has not gotten any more enticing. Like, again, I, not that I'm saying it shouldn't be in Greensboro, but I'm almost more for it being in Charlotte than in Greensboro. Because you got uptown Charlotte. There's so much more to do. The thing, too, the Coliseum's not even in downtown Greensboro. There's like what two sports bars within walking distance of there? Like, there's not, <laughs> not a lot to do right by the Coliseum. Or let's say it's at the Spectrum Center in downtown or uptown Charlotte, you've got forty thousand bars right around you. Places to eat, things to do. Easier to access via the airport. I mean, for God's sakes, the airport ain't even in Greensboro. <laughs> okay, well the airport is like two minutes from the Coliseum. That's fair. But it's not like, again, you, there's not as many direct flights to the college, to Greensboro as there is to Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times you're landing in Charlotte just to go to Greensboro. So, again, that's, that's my only devil's advocate is it needs to enhance. Again, it's, it's, at yeah. this point, it is still better than being in Brooklyn or D.C. But, like, you know, there's going to come a day where if they want to put it in Boston – but they haven't enhanced it. Do I like that idea? No, because the way our conference is set up. But, like, and again, we, that's the nice thing about the ACC is we have less. We're not like the Big Ten that has as much gap. Because, like, for example, it's always been in Indy, but this year it was in Chicago. 
And honestly, it probably makes more sense to be in Chicago, to be frank. The offices are there, easy major airport. You know, Chicago is not far from four or five schools. You know, so it makes sense. But, you know, that's kind of the, the problem that they're at right now. But anyways, enough about the ACC tournament. Let's talk NCAA tournament. And uh, I want to start things off by saying, Nick, you don't deserve to be in the tournament. I Clemson does. There. I absolutely knew you were going to Clemson there. does. Sorry. Give me a reason why you should be in. You have one quad, one win. They have two. The records are pretty much identical, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to double-check before I say that's 100% correct. But last I checked, NC State is what? 23-10, and 10, and Clemson, I believe, was 22-11, and 11, maybe? Let's see. No, sorry, 23-10 and 10 as well. <laughs> so identical records. Uh, they had to head goes to Clemson, and the last two games within the last month have been absolute dominance by Clemson. And yes, I understand that Clemson lost to Louisville. I'm not going to pretend like that is not a very bad loss. But for God's sakes, it's not. that's not make or break multi-20-point victories in the same month against the team that just got in over you, who was lower-seeded in your own conference tournament, who got a quality win against Virginia Tech, and I say that was jokingly. <laughs> y'all did not deserve to be in over Clemson. Now, I'm not saying y'all shouldn't have been in at all, but over Clemson, absolutely not. Well, yeah, I mean, th- I, I've been on, like, twir- twirling around with this, like, ever since State got killed. And I felt really, really, really good after we beat Virginia Tech. I was like, there's no doubt, like, we're going to be in. Uh, and, and at that time, I was thinking we were going to beat Clemson. Obviously, that it, like, like, I said to myself, if – we don't make it, it's because Clemson killed us again. And I would accept that. Like, I would, like, I would, I just told my brother, if we had not made this tournament, I wouldn't be as I, as upset as I was back in 2019, where we absolutely deserved to be in, and we got snubbed out in 2019. Like, that was brutal. That one hurt a lot. Um, the only thing I will say to counteract Clemson. I'm not going to bring up their bad losses, but what's their big win? Is their big win us? Um, Penn State, who just played in the Big Ten Championship game. Uh, Pitt, who made the NCAA tournament. Duke, who made the NCAA tournament. Did they beat Um, Duke? Yes. I don't remember them beating Duke. They beat Duke 72-64 on January 14th. They also, I don't know, again, Nick, we're 3-0 and against you guys. And we're all by double digits. Like, what? Or like, all right, so you had the same record, right? So, you know, technically that means that you can eliminate three of the losses, right, in terms of comparing Clemson. So Clemson has three opponent losses, correct? Lost to Loyola Chicago, which is again not a great loss. Who's in the tournament? South Carolina, who is just missed, but again that was a two-point loss, a three-point loss to Iowa, a loss to Loyola Chicago. Again, not a great loss. I'm not going to pretend like it was. They lost at Wake. They lost at BC. They lost. 
They lost to Carolina. The the one that really at Virginia, and they lost to Virginia again. So there's not a very bad loss here besides Louisville. And I'm not saying that that needs to be here, but they swept y'all. And only like if it was all right, you know, all three were at the buzzer. Still a terrible reasoning, but fine. Make your argument. There, there's no argument that you say if NC State and Clemson line up today, that Clemson's go, like NC State's going to win because there's no there's there's nothing to back that. No, but like the only thing you might have is a better net ranking. But we've all agreed that that thing is stupid as hell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I get that. I get that. But you realize how bad a lot of like South Carolina is horrible. Loyola Chicago was bottom of their conference, and Boston College is not good. Like we beat. We beat Boston College. We swept Wake Forest. We killed Duke. And the other time we played them, we only lost by four at Duke. And we beat Carolina. You're right. Your, your, worst loss, your worst loss is Syracuse. So I'll give yeah. you that. But you've been swept by the team we're talking about. <laughs> what? You were swept by the team we're talking about, though. So that's what's bullshit to me. Is like, you can say, oh, well, you know, they have these. They kicked your ass up and down the floor, not once, not twice, but three times. No, I get that. I know. (laughs) I honestly, I do feel bad for Clemson fans. Like, I felt like they deserved to be in. And if they had taken our spot, I would have 100% accepted it. I accepted it Thursday night when I was walking out of the Coliseum. I said to myself, Clemson just ended our season. Three times three games they ended our season i said that and if they were in along with nc state i would i mean obviously i'd be i would not be upset about that at all either i wouldn't be like oh Clemson should be in like yeah they should be in but i can see why the committee didn't put clemson in because I those just, losses are atrocious i just hate that like you know, it's the it. I and I hate it all the way around. It, you can see the consistency here. I hate the whole quality loss shit when it's neck and neck. Because yes, you have a good loss to Kansas. You have a good loss to Pitt. You have a good loss to Miami. You have a good loss to Duke. You have I a good loss to Virginia. Good losses. I don't. I, I don't like good losses. Who's your good wins? Who's your good wins? Your your good wins are literally the same teams. Did they beat Miami? Yes, we just said that. Or maybe it was Duke. They beat one of them. But again, that's one difference. But again, you have three chances to beat them and did not just lose, Nick. You got bent over and got absolutely... should. Like, Clemson should be in court right now. Like You should be saying, I'm sorry, Daddy, to Clemson. Because that is what they are to you. They own you. And it's not even close. I had I admitted it. I admitted it. Clemson owned us this year. They absolutely they owned us last year. So then the only reason you look the only reason you got in then was quality losses. The only reason why you got in. Your wins are literally the exact same. Because if you want to make the argument, okay, cool. They have one win better in terms of you beat Miami in double overtime or single overtime by two points, fine. But then guess what? 
They have three wins against you. And I'm not arguing that NC State's a bad team. So that's three more quality wins that you don't have. <laughs> okay, I get that, Micah. And your record's but the that's same. That's what I'm arguing. I think Clemson should be in. I'm just saying the reason they are out is because their losses are to the shit pickings of the NCAA. Loyola Chicago, Boston College, and South Carolina, and Louisville are terrible losses. I'm just saying what I think the committee did. They put them in because they have. And you're right. Like, you're right, but it's, 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 it's terrible. But it's a terrible reason, to be honest. It is a bad reason. I agree with you. I, I, I know that's what you're saying, but I'm just letting you know that's terrible. It's not. I'm not saying that to you like you're wrong because you are right. That's probably exactly what they saw. But that is terrible. That is absolutely abysmal because at the end of the day, there is no reason why NC State should have been a lock to begin with. Like, because if we're going to use that same logic, North Carolina played literally has the same amount of quad one wins as you, Nick. Okay, but, but all right, let's be real. Carolina's, we have. No, I agree. No, 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 Nick, 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 I agree. But that's what I'm saying is there is no argument here why NC State should be in over. I'll argue that they should be in over Carolina. But at the end of the day, you look at the blind resumes. And you want to tell me, okay, this team lost, has this record against these three teams. Because they're all pretty even. We can't say that they're not. How in the hell? And, like, my argument, too, and my anger also kind of lies in the fact that, you know, they released the last four or the first four out, whatever the term is. And Carolina was considered above Clemson. Yeah, I know. That was atrocious. So, like, I was like... I mean, Carol, like, we were, again, and now if you saw Nick, but Carolina did decline the NIT bid. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Did they Sore really? Losers. No way. Yes. yes, they did. So are losers. But anyways, I mean, you think about it, all those players came back to try to win the national championship. They were all going to prepare for the NBA. Like, dude, North Carolina might suck ass next year. It's going to be so funny. But anyways. <laughs> but anyways. I'm so excited for next year. <laughs> right? But anyways, like, dude, it's just... Listen, I, I so bad. And like, and like, Nick, 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 I don't want to be to be that guy because I know we're AC Pro podcast. Oklahoma State deserves to be in before you, <laughs> and they all left out too. Like, it just makes no sense to me. Like, I, I will defend Clemson here just because, again, the Louisville loss is atrocious, and like. But don't even, like, at this point, why did anybody consider them to have a chance to make the tournament after that point? If that, if you were going to write them off from that from that moment on. Because that was back in what? Middle of January? Late January? So what? Why do we have a month and a half of our Clemson that still has a chance? Because still has a chance. Because they did everything they needed to do. They didn't have any bad losses after that point. They actually got back up to being the three seed in the ACC, which, again... Or four seed, sorry, four seed in the ACC, right? Four or three? Four seed. Four. Four seed in the ACC. Got a bye. And then kick the shit out of a team that they had dominated all year. Look, I mean, again, I was wrong. You were right on the whole Clemson-NC State matchup thing. I'm not, okay, I'm, I'm willing to admit that I'm wrong here. But at the end of the day, to do what they did for the third time this season should tell you this is not just like a matchup thing. This is a good basketball team. Because you can match up well against, like, for example, ETSU matches up very well against Furman for whatever reason. They kicked the shit out of us one time, beat us pretty badly the second time, 
But the third time there was a re- or actually better yet, Western Carolina ETSU. Got our shit we lost 0-3 against them. But there was one close game. Why? Because at some point you have to realize, no respect to Western Carolina, you're not that good of a bat. You're not that much better. You just match up better against us than other teams did. But on the flip side, man, like, holy crap, like, dominant. So, again, NC State fans, what do you think? Oh, Mike is saying you should not be in the tournament. That's not true. I think the ACC kind of got screwed. But I would have had Clemson in over you, especially after what happened on Thursday, Friday, Thursday night in Greensboro. Because it just solidified the argument. The records are this. Everything is the same. The records, are, yes, the losses are different, whatever. But at the end of the day, there has to be, <laughs> there has to be something. Like when it's that close, there has to be a punishment for getting swept. And not only swept, but basically bent over <laughs> three times in one season by that team. So, anyways. Well... Yeah, I mean, you and I are on the same page. Like, I I was fully expecting, you know, a great chance of us not making it. I left the Coliseum thinking Clemson just ended our season. I don't think we're going to make it in. We're, we're all on the same page here. I think Clemson should be in. It's, it is unfortunate they're not because for a long time, they were leading the ACC at number one. They were. Um, it, it, it is a shame. I'm not arguing it. Um all I was saying was just maybe that's what the community was thinking, that they their losses were so bad that they just could not put them in. And I get it. They mollywopped us. Clemson has owned us in basketball, like, the last two years. I think we made a deal with them. Like, hey, if we beat you, Carter Finley, you could beat us in basketball for the next few years. I think that's what happened. So, I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to apologize because – I'm an NC State fan, and we are always on the other end of this. And when our baseball team got screwed out of last year, out of making the tournament, after we mollywhopped ECU up and down the field, they got to host the Super Regional, and we were left out. So I will not apologize for this. But yeah, but yeah, the records, but the records weren't the same. I will say that though, like there wasn't not not the same apples to apples here. But yeah, you're right. You're 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 right. So. Which then leads me to why NC State's going to the Elite Eight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what a great segue. Out, I, so, a Nick, Don't get that's what, so, no, so that's, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk okay. about how I think NC State has the best path to the Final Four of any AC, or of the Elite Eight, at least. We'll say that. Okay. Of any team in the tournament. Because I think, I think the Creighton matchup, man, Creighton's a good team. I'm not saying they're not. But remember how NC State struggled with teams like Virginia and Clemson, who are a little bit more defensive sound basketball? Yeah. Creighton ain't that, man. <laughs> Dude, in the Big East, it's the wild, wild. Like, it shouldn't be called the Big East. It should just be called the wild, wild East. Like, it's unreal. <laughs> That's a great conference for basketball. I'm not, not throwing shade at all in the Big East. I think you match up well against Creighton. I mean, was it, is it Baylor and Iona? No, UCSB. Baylor and UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. I think you could win that one. Like you could, if you advance, you could win that one. And then you're getting like an Arizona or a Mizzou. Yes. <laughs> and then like, you know, you're looking at Virginia or Alabama. I'm like, again, this might be a crazy technique, but I don't care. I don't think Alabama gets past the Elite Eight. You think Virginia's got them? 
No. I think Virginia loses in the first round, actually. We'll get to that in a minute. But having seen Furman with my own eyes a lot. But who, who do you think gets Bama? I think that this thing called the national media gets Bama. I think Bama gets Bama. Dude, there is too much shit around that program right now. Yeah. Like, did they, did they, they, did they win the SC tournament? I can't remember. Yeah, they molly yeah. Texas A. Yeah. First off, I just want to say the SEC is overrated. The fact they got eight teams in makes me mad. But anyways, that's besides the point. They're a very talented basketball team. They they honestly, all things considered, can win a national title. I understand it's. I mean, yeah, I'm not on social media, so it sounds like some of the some of the stuff with this Alabama situation is kind of getting wrapped up in terms of like it doesn't sound like he's getting press charges or something. I don't know, man. I don't want to speak on stuff I don't know, but it sounds like it's not as it's not New Mexico State type stuff, you know, where like it kind of went quiet for a while. And then, like, the world just fell apart with them, with everything they found. But, like, dude, at some point, that if that stuff is, like, going to be a comp- topic of conversation, which it's going to be, I think it's going to catch up to them. I really do. Like, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like, why can't Maryland or West Virginia beat Bama? I'm not saying they will, but why can't they? Like, someone, I think it was... Chip Patterson on the good old football podcast I listened to. I mean, that was really great because they were obviously talking about a little bit of March Madness stuff because they were with CBS, so obviously they're going to hype up March Madness even more. But he literally goes, this is the first time in my life that I have gone, there is no such thing as a great basketball team and whatever happens is going to happen. Like, dude, this might be the year that we have, like, in the Elite Eight, three or four double-digit seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's the fact that like Houston and Kansas who didn't even win their own like they made the conference championship game was given a like how many times is a one seed awarded to a team that doesn't play in their conference championship game <laughs> wait Kansas Not, did they didn't win the conference championship game oh I thought you said they were in I I heard you no no yeah no I'm saying like in terms of like what like they were you know again they or one seed, but yet didn't even play on championship Saturday in the Big 12. Like, kind of a big deal, if you ask me. Well, yeah, they did. They, they played against Texas. No, they didn't. Yeah, Texas, Texas beat them Texas, on Saturday. Texas did not play Kansas in the championship game, if, if I'm I think I could be completely confused by this. I swear they didn't, though. Maybe they just That's didn't why win I'm confused. Te- Texas beat Yeah, I don't know, man. Dude, this whole... Whole, like half the conference is finishing on Saturday, half them finishing on Sunday. I can't keep track. Like I literally was so confused when I was like, "Why just change the game on a Saturday?" I mean, I know it's always been for the ACC, but like my brain immediately goes, "Oh yeah, they're gonna play on Sunday." So yeah, you're right. Confusion on my part. Regardless, like I don't know, man. The fact that they finished higher seeded than Texas is insane to me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I agree with you there. I also think it's weird that like Kansas is the third one seed, and it's not like. Per, per, like Purdue should be where Houston is. Yeah. Like I think I think Purdue, in my opinion, is of the four one seeds. I think Purdue is the strongest. I'm kind of shocked that they're right there at the fourth one seed. I, I, I'm I'm more shocked to be honest that like yes, I think Purdue should have jumped Kansas. I I think that at the end of the day, what blows my mind is you put Purdue as the four. 
you put Houston at the two. Houston had the number one net ranking, so that's really what saved their ass. But, like, you, they had a golden opportunity. If they, if they deem that Kansas is better than Purdue, why do they not put Kansas as the two seed? Because you know what that would have meant, Nick? Kansas is playing their regional in Kansas City. Yeah. Like, if you think they're that, like, if you think they're that talented, why aren't you putting them in the Midwest or whatever they call it bracket, you know? Like, that was the part that was really confusing to me because obviously, you know, it made sense that Alabama's in the South. That one made sense. <laughs> you know, obviously it makes sense that Purdue gets the West at that point. But, you I mean, you just stuck – and they may have actually stuck Kansas in the West because of that or something. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't care about the regions. The regions are so stupid to me if you ask me. But regardless, you know, again, just a weird – Weird how it all played out, but I mean, Nick, my uh, my take is the ACC will only have one team get to the Sweet Sixteen. I think I think we got a terrible draw all around. Actually, maybe back one to the Elite Eight, not one to the Sweet Sixteen. Excuse me. I think we can get two to the Sweet Sixteen. I don't really like Virginia. I think Virginia loses the Furman. I'm being very frank with that. But I also don't like. I mean, the NC State matchup is. Not great, obviously. <laughs> I mean, Creighton's a very good basketball team. I think it could be Bennett. Like, they're the underdog there, so by rule, like, you have to kind of just assume that they're not going to pass on. I mean, I don't even know. Did the way Pitt's been playing? They're probably done on Tuesday or Wednesday, whichever day they play in Dayton. So they're done. Greensboro. Huh? The Pitt? It's not in Greensboro. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. No, they would advance to Greensboro if they win in Dayton. Everything's in Dayton. Oh, 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 oh. Winning games are in Dayton. I see the fine print now. Yeah, yeah. So, so if they win, then yes. Mississippi State? Yes, I okay. think so. Because Pitt's not been – like, that's what makes me upset, to be honest. Like, again, you can't, you can't go based off who's riding the hot hand. But, like, I would argue that I would – I mean, Pitt deserved to be it. I'm not saying they did. But if I could pick who I wanted in, I'd not have Pitt in the tournament. Cause I don't think they can do it, man. I don't think they're that talented, and I think they're not playing their best ball right now. When they play good ball, they are a very good team, but they are not more talented than anybody else in this tournament. Like, hands down, light years above anyone, maybe besides, like, you know, 12 through 16, and even then, no guaranteed there. And they're not playing their best ball right now. Right. I mean, they got bent in their conference tournament game. (laughs) And they did not play right down the stretch either. Like, they should have won the regular season title outright and decided to just throw up on themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so, not ideal there. I mean, I think Duke... Duke probably got one of the toughest, like... Like, Oral Roberts, and then you got Tennessee or Louisiana sitting for waiting for you? That's brutal, man. And then like, you, don't really... that, you got, like, Purdue or Memphis? Yeah, like, again, like... I, I saw Louisiana this year because they play, we, they played ETSU. We played in the Asheville champ or tournament, whatever the heck they called it, the visitashville.com tournament in the pre or not preseason but early season, and we only lost by three to Louisiana. But like again, that was before things really hit the fan at ETSU to be honest. But at the same time, like I mean, I think Tennessee's going to beat them, but <laughs> Oral Roberts is not <laughs> like. Oral Roberts is more talented. They're 31-4, and four, I think. 
Like, <laughs> they don't. They don't lose a lot. Thirty and four. Sorry, they don't lose a lot. They literally did not lose a single game in the Summit League. And y'all get me wrong. The Summit League is not a great basketball conference. As somebody that went to Nebraska Omaha games last year, <laughs> it's literally North Dakota State, South Dakota State, and Oral Roberts, and everybody else was just abysmal. But <laughs> going undefeated, not losing a single conference game is pretty damn impressive. <laughs> no matter what conference you're in. So, because that means they're beating multiple teams three times. <laughs> so, like, that's, I think Duke's got the toughest first-round matchup. I think they're going to get past it, but it's not going to be easy. And then you got Tennessee lining up on the other side. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I mean this in the most respectful way possible, someone that hates Tennessee. How is Duke a lower seed than Tennessee? <laughs> Honestly, like I thought, I thought Duke played themselves into a four seed. I really yeah, did. Yeah, like like Virginia probably deserved to be a four seed, but I would definitely have been understanding if Duke was a higher seed. At the like if they said, okay, Virginia, because you didn't win the conference tournament, you lost to Duke, we're bumping you to the five. Fine. Do I agree with it? No, but fine. So again, really weird on that point, and like. I just want to make sure I'm not mistaken, but Duke's not in Greensboro, are they? Oh, no, they're in Greensboro. Duke is in Orlando. Oh, they are in Orlando. Okay, so ten, that's right. That's right, because Virginia, Duke, Tennessee, like, remember seeing that, I was like, ooh, maybe I just say screw it and I just go to Orlando anyways. It's our spring break for the university. Why not just send it, right? I mean, I still have to work, but why not send it? <laughs> but, you know. What about, um, what about Miami? What do you feel about them? Drake is another very good team, man. <laughs> when you're talking about the Missouri Valley Conference champion, like, and you know, you know what's scary, Nick, is I think that the Cinderella team, if you ask me who do I think, like you tell me to pick one team, one team, and if you watch the selection committee like show or whatever, the tournament announcement show, Wally Zerbiak said the exact same thing. If you ask me one team, 12 or beyond, that would make it to the Sweet 16, it's Kent State. And that's who's on the other side against Indiana. So, like, again, similar to Duke, like, any team that you, like, of the three teams that are technically in your little sub-area, you know, like your, your, your first, second-round matchups, not a single one of those, I go, yeah, that's a win for Miami. Like, I think Drake might be, like, I'd rather play Drake than Kent State, personally. So that's beneficial. <laughs> Like, I think, I, I actually kind of feel bad for Indiana. They're the four seed. I think they got the tougher opponent. But. Yeah, right. But on the flip side, like, Drake's, again, they won the Missouri Valley. That's a very good basketball conference, man. Like, <laughs> they're a, like they're, throughout the whole year, there was multiple teams you could argue was, was going to win. So, you know, again, it's just, like, not ideal matchups. And, like, honestly, man, like, this might again might be insane. Virginia and NC State have the easiest bracket in my opinion because yes, there's Charleston and San Diego State waiting on the other side, but I don't think those are the same juggernauts of like no disrespect to Charleston. I got again another team we got to see in person this year. <laughs> you know, I don't see them as much as much of a threat as let's say Kent State is on the other side of the lower seat. I don't see San Diego State as big of a threat as Indiana would be, obviously, if the game was flipped. 
And I just think, I'll get into it quickly why I think Furman's going to beat Virginia for everyone that's listening. And again, obviously, talking to a Virginia fan who who is very common with first-round upsets, especially as a four-seed. Let me ask Ohio how that went two years ago. But <laughs> um, Furman, man, so here's, here's how Furman basketball works, Nick. And you might, I don't know how much you watch the NC State games, so you'll probably, you might recall this. Furman is the best shooting team for 30 minutes of basketball. And they have these lulls, five to ten minutes, where they are the worst team I've ever seen. So the only hope for Virginia is that, like, if they do what they, if they play the way they did against Duke, against Furman, they will lose. They will lose. Mm -hmm. Because Furman will score 55 points. They will. Regardless of how Virginia plays defensively, Furman will score 55. (laughs) So if Virginia cannot score, which... We've seen plenty. Like, that's the problem. I think that's the, the nightmare part is Virginia and Furman are similar in that they have, they have lulls or five, ten minutes of really bad basketball. The difference is, again, obviously Furman's played lower teams. I'm not saying they haven't. But Furman can score, man. Like, <laughs> they, again, take whatever you want from them because they did let both teams come back in the game, but in the semifinals against Western Carolina and the championship against uh, Chattanooga, they were up 25 twice like each game. Granted, they let both teams come back. They literally needed overtime to beat Western, so there's, again, those lulls. But if Virginia does not take advantage, which after, and I mean, no disrespect to Clemson or NC State, really, for that matter, Excuse me, um, North Carolina. But I honestly do not think Virginia did anything in the AC tournament to make me think that this team can like has gotten over kind of how the regular season ended for them. Right. That makes sense. Like, did they, obviously it was impressive that they blew out Clemson. It was impressive that they, you know, were never in doubt with North Carolina. Like, they never they didn't run away with it, but it was never like, I never was sitting there going, ah, shit, North Carolina's about to win this game. You know, Virginia from start to finish was a better team. So there's that argument, but I just, and again, consider it, again, I've watched them play SOCON teams, so my opinion is skewed because I, you know, Virginia is much better than any team in the SOCON, but at some point, like, I have to also accept the fact that I'm not sold on Virginia to begin with. (laughs) Like, the only way it would have been worse, Nick, is if they were lined up against, like, if they would have given us Indiana's bracket and gotten Kent State, because I would have been like, yep, Kent State by 25. (laughs) But, you know, because there is an argument, a lot of my people, like, I literally texted my buddy, one of my coworkers who loves college ball, big KU guy, you know, he was venting about Kansas, and I'm like, well, at least you're not going to lose first round of Furman, he's like, Furman sucks. So a lot of people, because they do, again, they have minutes of really bad, I thought NC State blew them out, Nick, Furman went really cold for about 10 minutes, and NC State took advantage. So again, if Virginia takes advantage of it, <laughs> like, honestly, this might be stupid, if Virginia beats Furman, man, I'm not surprised that they're playing Alabama in the Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah. So, and who knows? Maybe even playing in the Elite Eight against NC State. Yeah, I said what I said. Go Pack. But uh-huh. it's a Pack-friendly podcast. But <laughs> on a serious note, like, I, I just, I don't like our draws, man. Conference. It's not, it's not great. It's, and there's, only, there's only five, so it's not like we have, like, you know, the options that we had. Now, the only, the only saving grace is, Nick, is that the ACC, like, that you and I are both correct, that the ACC was undervalued once again, and they're able to do what they did last year. You know, 
where they send two, two of the final four. Was it three of the Elite Eight or four? Was it four of the Elite Eight last year? It was, yeah, it was four to, to the Elite Eight. It was, and we had, and we had, and we had five in last year too. I think. I think I Virginia was the. Maybe we had six. Had, we had um, six. I think we did have six. Because Virginia, Virginia, and who's the other one that didn't get to the Sweet Sixteen? It was Virginia and I mean, oh, it was Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So like Miami, UNC, Duke, they all made the Sweet 16 in the Elite Eight. Yeah. So, I think, I thought Virginia Tech got to the Sweet 16, though, and just didn't get to the Elite Eight. Anyways, regardless, like, you know, again, it was, the ACC overperformed based off how the va- conference was valued. Yeah. So, if we factor that in again this year, you know, again, we could have that same, like, we could have that same scenario where NC State and Virginia are playing in the Elite Eight. And you've got Duke, Miami, you know, making runs as well. Like, you know, it, it's, it is possible. It is very possible. But at the same time, in terms of you give me all these odds, like, n- not the greatest. But what were your takeaways, Nick? Because obviously I've done a lot of talking. I want you to give your, uh, your, your takeaways here. Uh, what, one take that I have that's not ACC-related that really did strike me as soon as this matchup was released I'm kind of shocked that – I know th- this is an ACC podcast, but I just had to put this out there. Texas A&M got a horrible draw. Oh, they got gypped. Oh, that was so – like, them and Penn State. Penn State just goes on to the Big Ten. You argue the Big Ten and the SEC are the two best colleges in college basketball, right? And your two teams that played in their championship game are 10 seeds? Yeah. Like, like, Texas A&M finished second in the regular season and were runner-ups in the tournament, and they're a seven seed? Dude, dude, the runners-up of the best conferences in college basketball, according to everybody, are playing in the first round. It's literally Penn State and Texas A&M playing. That's, cr- <laughs> that, that's pretty crazy to me. And then like, for like, when A&M, I saw that flash across my screen, Nick, I was like, ah, oh, that's a typo. That was a typo. No way. <laughs> that, that that truly did shock me. Although I will say, I'll be very excited if A and M happens to play Texas in the round of thirty-two. That would be really fun. And if you don't, yeah. if you don't remember, those two teams played each other in the College World Series last year. So oh, I was there. That would be really cool. That I was there, Nick. I remember. That was incredible. That was that was really incredible. So I would love to see back to back, like well, not back to back, but like two different season, two back to back seasons in different sports where A and M and Texas play each other in a you know playoff, which would Absolutely. be awesome. So maybe the football programs should you know actually grow a pair and play each other because I guess the baseball teams and the basketball teams are doing it. It'll be fine in two years and the SEC forces them yeah, to do it. Yeah, it'll be fine in two years. That's true. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I was really shocked at that matchup um, because those I, – I know Penn State didn't do so well in the um, – in the regular season, but they made a great run. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean yeah, they they played themselves in. They were out until until yesterday when they got to, when they they won their semi. Yeah, like that was when they for played, sure locked it. Yeah, they definitely played themselves in. And A and M, I just had to say that I was truly shocked when I saw that. Um, yeah, and like the crazy part about A and M was not even the fact that they were you know necessarily like uh, you know again they played like if they were like Penn State right they just overachieved in their conference tournament they won the two seed. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, they were the second seed in the best conference in college basketball, according to many. And they, like, I'm not trying to bash Duke or Virginia, but they had the same seeding as Virginia, a higher seeding than Duke, and still, <laughs> still played themselves in. Also, by the way, Clemson was the three seed, because that would have, there's no way that they could have been the four seed, because Virginia was the two. So anyway, so that's the side point. I was like, when you said that, I was like, I don't think that's right, but I didn't want to argue, but now that for sure solidified it. But regardless, like, <laughs> what? So yes, great point, Nick. Way to bring that up. Uh, now we're officially in the SEC pot. I was kidding. <laughs> but it was a bad, that, that one made, like, my head scratched at that one. Yeah. Um, let's see. What, any takeaways? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head where I'm going into this thinking the same thing like last year where – you know, the ACC was very undervalued uh, going into the tournament, and they all these teams could make a run. We could be talking about four teams from the ACC in this week 16. And, I mean, you and I really wouldn't be shocked at all if that did happen because it happened last year. I would be shocked because of how the bracket broke out for us. But in terms of the quality of our teams, you know. Like, if, we had, if you just said, you know, going into the tournament, the ACC would have four teams in the Sweet 16 – I would not have been shocked. However, I will say that based off how the bracket broke off, I will be surprised if we do get four at this point. Now, no, now seeing the bracket, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. I, I'm a little worried for Duke. Um, like I said, when we previewed the ACC tournament, I thought Duke was the hottest team. I thought that they would win the ACC tournament. Um, 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 excuse me. We both did. So calm down. That's right. I mean, you were right. you were you were correct on who was playing in the championship game. So I'm proud of you. But but we both had Duke winning. So don't just you know, don't forget about little old Micah over here. Okay, I'm wrong a lot, so I want to enjoy my victories. <laughs> I I actually went back, Micah. I only got two games wrong in the ACC. I'm proud. Yeah, yeah, no. Like as the tournament was going on, I'm like, the only one that you got wrong was the one. And honestly, Nick, let's be frank, like. We can say you got NC State Clemson wrong, but I 100% swayed you into that. You, like, I know for a fact. Like, I know for a fact that you were picking Clemson, but then you were like, "Ah, Micah brings up a good point." You know, like maybe I'm just having some all the time with Virginia. It's like maybe I'm just letting my fandom just sink in a little too much right now, and I'm just really being pessimistic. And like, you know, he's probably right. Like that's a hard. I I, I will fully take. Well, you can say you had one loss. I guilted you into picking NC State over Clemson. You, I know I did. You most certainly, <laughs> most certainly did. So I'll give myself one and a half. So that other one, I think I had, I had Florida State beating Georgia Tech, and that didn't happen. So yeah, that was the uh, that one. Uh, that I mean, I say it didn't matter, but <laughs> shoulder shrug. Yeah, oh, well. exactly. <laughs> um, oh no. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Duke. While they, I think they're the hottest team coming out of the ACC. They might be one of the hottest teams in this whole bracket. I'm very worried for them because, again, Oral Roberts. Everybody remembers what they did two years ago, um, beating Arkansas and all that. They're a very, hey, don't forget, very good. Team. Don't forget about Ohio State too. Yeah, they beat two big teams. Yeah, they beat Ohio State too. Yeah, that was the two fifteen. Yeah, they beat Ohio State. That's exactly. Yep, that's right. 
And then uh, and if you get past that, which I think they will, you know, I think they've got they're, – they're hot enough to get past Oral Roberts. Tennessee's tricky. Like, and then once you get past that, uh, it's it, it gets pretty sticky there for Duke. Um, hold on, I kind of lost him there for a second. It'll get sticky there because then you got Purdue coming up next. So Yeah, like <laughs> they're on it's, it's, it's road to the Final Four. Yeah, they're road to the Final Four. If the teams that we project to win do win, like, are not easy because you got a tough first-round matchup, then a very good Indiana team, then a very good Purdue team. That's just to get to the Elite Eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, let's see what else. Uh, I- I'll talk about my pack a little bit. Um, I think they can. Ma- I think there's a chance they can make a run into the Sweet Sixteen. I feel like they can beat crazy. Well, yeah, they're not. They're not playing Clemson, so they're good. Exa- yeah. There you go. That's a guarantee, <laughs> not a loss. So like if I'm Creighton, I'm calling Bromwell right now at Clemson, being like, "What the hell did y'all do?" <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Like, hey, how's this sound? Because all fun fact, Creighton's got hell of money. Like, they care. They t- like, dude, there are a lot of Creighton fans in Nebraska. Like, people don't think about it because, like, it's Creighton. Like, they sell out their arena. They have a big alumni base. Like, their baseball team, for God's sakes, plays in the College World Series Stadium because they ha- they paid for half that stadium. Yeah, fun right. fact for everybody. So, anyways, back to the point. Like, uh, if I'm Creighton, I'm like, hey. What are you doing on Monday? Because uh, I got this private jet. I know you're probably going to prepare for the NIT, but I've got a private jet, and I'm going to give you the best Omaha steak dinner you've ever had. And obviously, if you know Nebraska, they got solid beef. I would know. You know, I'll get you the best steak dinner. I want to break down three hours of film with you, and we'll private jet you back. <laughs> like, <laughs> great funny. investment. Like, I hope that ha- if that happens, Nick, I'm just saying that, like, I should now be the personal assistant for Jeff Bromwell. Jeff Bromwell? No, am I doing that? I'm doing that wrong. because Jeff Brom is what I'm thinking of. What's his first Bromwell. name? Yeah, you had it, Bromwell. What's his first name, though? Because I said Jeff. It's not Jeff. Is it? Oh, it's, um, oh, my God. I just saw it, too. Hold on. I just my... saw his name. No. We need to know as people. Because uh, I saw Fifth Quarter Clemson tweeting about him today. How they what kind of on. That's stupid. Brad. Little Clemson. Brad, that's it. Yeah, I was, I was combining Jeff Brom and Brad Bromwell together. <laughs> Great. Jeff Bromwell. <laughs> but yeah, Louisville Cardinals basketball football coach hybrid. <laughs> but. So I, I think I think State could beat Creighton, and if they do that, you know, it's not a guarantee that Baylor can beat UC Santa Barbara because – Here's the fun thing, little thing. Yo, gotcha. Baylor's been known to lose the first round, and UC yep. Santa Barbara has been known to upset. Man, for uh, someone so, from Cali, you cannot say that word, and that is so funny to me. What? You say Barbara. You don't say Barbara. Like, you struggle with Barbara. It's UC funny. Santa Barbara. There you go. He said, when you say it fast, it comes off really weird. And it's like, for somebody from Cali, man, he's the... There's someone with Cali. We don't really care about them. That's facts. Yeah. Even um, though, let's be real, San Fran's not really North Cali, but Central Cali for the win. <laughs> uh, so I think they can make a run. I think they can – whoever they get between Baylor and UC Santa Barbara, I think uh, State could fare out, match really well with them. I think they, they have a good shot of making the Sweet 16. Um, 
Virginia, yeah, you kind of convinced me a little bit, but I, I mean, State did play Furman, and they, they handled them pretty well. But you know, if the thing is, Micah, your defense is so good that yeah. whenever that lull happens with Furman, I think Virginia is the best team of anybody to take advantage of that because the defense is just going to make their offense look so much better when that lull happens. Well, that's the thing is like, that, that's what scares me about that matchup is Furman's not scoring, which I don't expect Furman to score much against Virginia. I, I anyways, but that's what like Western Carolina scored 28 when Furman only scored four in a matter of like eight minutes of basketball. Yeah. Like Virginia has the ability to do it, but they are not consistently doing it. Right, right. So that's where my fear sits with that. But anyways, go ahead and continue. My, my other fear would be, I mean, Charleston, I mean, the only thing I can remember about Charleston, yes, they're very, very good, but Carolina mollywhopped them. Like, it wasn't even close. It, everyone was so high on Charleston, maybe beating UNC. Well, UNC way, only way beat them by four. I think they only beat them by four. I mean, the game was pretty Maybe much in control. A different team that Carolina played. Let me, let me, let me see real quick. Because UNC Charleston, that was Charleston's only loss when I saw them play against Coastal, and it wasn't a bad loss. I know that. Oh no! Yeah, Carolina killed them. It was one hundred two to eighty six. Oh well, they don't remember it being that bad, but. Maybe, it, again, who knows? Maybe it was close then and they pulled away late. I don't know. I remember reading it and not going, ass on that bad. But Yeah, so, I mean, Virginia, it's not a bad hey, pass. North Carolina yeah. did also. North Carolina did also beat Virginia pretty badly, though, too, one That's time. That's true. So. Yeah. So, for Virginia, they have, like, the trickiest path, I think, because you're not playing named brands for your first two games if you make it. Yeah. And, you know. The San Diego State's a very good team, too. Yeah, because San, San Diego State's a very good team, too. Like, yeah, they're a very talented very basketball team. team. So if they beat Charleston, which I think they will, that's no matchup, you know, for Virginia either. So, But, again, I can't complain too much on the Virginia end because, again, when, when you tell me my teams are, like, cause basically Virginia and Duke are kind of in the same. I know Duke's a five seat, but, like, Virginia and Duke are basically in the same ballpark, right? And pull the four or five area there. Like, if you're telling me that my – other three teams to get to the Sweet 16 are San Diego State, Charleston, and Furman. I will take those three over Kent State, Indiana, and All Roberts any day of the week. <laughs> so, so I can't complain that much because Duke's got it worse, and they won the tournament <laughs> yesterday. So, yeah. Let's see what else. Um... You know, I look at the other teams like Miami, you know, it's the same thing. Like I could see them go far. I could see them be out by the second round to Indiana. And then yeah. with Pitt, you know, the, the brakes or the, the gas has come off a little bit. They're kind of sputtering. Um, although Mississippi State, that's a that's going to be an interesting matchup. I will be tuned in, locked into that game because – I will say if Pitt wins State that game, man. What's that? Continue. Continue. Go ahead, go ahead and continue. See what you're going to say. I would take on it too when you're done. Yeah, so Mississippi State, they they have been bubble all year long. Like if you've been paying attention since like back in January, they've been a bubble team all year long. They got killed by Alabama in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament. Um, they're I feel like they're very similar where they have really good moments 
And then when the moments are bad, they're very bad. Uh, so I will be tuned into that. I, I don't know who would win that game, to be honest with you. No, and what's, what's amazing to me is, like, I think if Pitt does beat Mississippi State, because, again, I think if it has some momentum, like, Iowa State is a very good basketball team, but there's no reason why Pitt can't beat them. Same thing with Xavier. Same thing with Kenneth. Like, yeah, you do, I, I always look at these as, like, four-team pods. Granted, this is a five-team pod because you have to beat Mississippi State. But, obviously, you get to the four-team pod, you have to beat Mississippi State. That momentum that comes from winning that game in Dayton. Oh, it's huge. Like, and, and I also, and I mean this in no disrespect to Xavier, but, like, I don't hate that, like, if it's your third game in six days, that the, the Xavier Musketeer, like, I think Xavier's overseeded, to be frank. Like, I think Duke and Xavier, like, should swap, to be frank. I saw Xavier in person this year. Another team I saw in person this year against Marquette. Both very good basketball teams. But... I don't see a drastic difference in Xavier being 10 times better than anything that Pitt had to play in the ACC this year. So, with that being said, if they can get it done in Dayton on... Do they play Tuesday or Wednesday, Nick? Do you know? They play... Let me see. They play Wednesday. Yeah, because the Friday matchup would be a Friday matchup against... Uh, what's your, which, by the way, I do find very funny... Matchup analysis. I'll send you a screenshot of this, Nick, if you want to post it on fifth quarter. It's on a Twitter account. Uh, right now, it says that it's Mississippi State versus Iowa State when you click on the information for the matchup analysis for the Iowa State game. So, uh, if, if, Iowa, if uh, Mississippi State wins, it's rigged. You heard here first. But <laughs> you have to send me that. I'll post it. I'll text to you right now. Okay. But, you know, like, it's just funny to me that, you know, again, like, they could ride, man. And, like, again, it's it's exciting. But, Nick, that's all I've got on the tournament. Anything else you want to add real quick? Because if not, I just want to say one thing about baseball and get us all amped up because next week, Nick, we have to do a baseball podcast. But anything else you want to add on the basketball tournament for the men's side before we go? Uh, no, man. I, I, I guess um, I think a lot. I, I know you're off Twitter, and I've been going at it with NC State fans with the whole Kansas thing. So, um, wait, 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 Nick, what side are you on? What side, side are you on? Am I on on Keats? Yes. yes. I don't think you should be fired. Okay, that a boy. Thank you. I was gonna. I was. I didn't want to have to fight you. I was like, please don't make me. Because so, Nick, I don't know if I told you, my top intern. Shout out Ryan Wilson. I don't think he listens, but maybe I'll make him listen as part of his internship program. Um, I had NC State fan. He's from Asheville. Oh, and really? okay. Yeah, yeah, him. So him and I talk AC ball. Like we were literally, like all weekend because he's all, he also worked the SoCon tournament with me. I had brought him with me. You know, we were constantly talking NC State ball, and you know, I kept joking because I don't know if you heard Nick, but we fired our men's basketball coach at ETSU this week. So I was like, can we just take Kevin Keats? He's like, yeah, take him. I'm like, I was kidding. You should want him. He's like, nah, man. Like, you know, we deserve better. I, I literally looked him dead in the eyes and said, dude. I mean this in the most respectful way possible. You are the worst basketball program of the big four. You don't deserve better. <laughs> and I mean that, Nick, I hope, you don't, I hope any NC State fans don't take it the wrong way. But there is better history. I understand you won a national title at NC State with Jimmy, Jimmy V. But besides that, man, Wake has been, especially like in the last 15, 20 years, been a little bit more impressive. And I think there's more investment from a number standpoint in basketball at Wake than there is at NC State. 
because NC State also puts a lot into their women's basketball program. One could argue it's almost 50-50 split across the basketball investments, <laughs> which is not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm just saying that's how it works from an outsider's perspective. And then obviously you got Carolina and Duke. <laughs> so, there's like, the fact that you're in the tournament conversation every single year, kind of like with Dave Dorn, the fact that you're in it every single year, like, don't take that for granted, man. The grass ain't always greener. <laughs> exactly. Dude, Virginia fans were so happy when Bronco Mendenhall left because they were so mad about how the Virginia Tech game went and how they weren't winning AC Coastal again and all this other stuff. And I'm not saying Tony Elliott's not the guy at Virginia, but the grass was sure as hell not greener this past season in Charlottesville. I can tell you that. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I'm on I'm on board with you. But anyways, I'm glad you're having fun with that. But go ahead and continue. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, well, A, we've won two national championships. So Wade oh, has bad. a little more catching up. To That's you. fair. Yeah. Sorry, I'm biased. Go Deeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's just that, like, you know, there are some state fans, like, I, I put this out there. I love our fan base. I think we're the most passionate. And they did the same thing with Dave Doran when we ran into quarterback injuries for football. You guys freak out. And, and you want, like, don't you want success? Like, Micah, I had state fans in my mentions all over NC State Twitter saying, I kind of hope we don't make it so we can get rid of Keats. Dude, <laughs> the whole point of this season was to get back on track and make the tournament. Once like, we make the tournament, our expectations can go a lot higher. We can make tournament runs. We can play for ACC championships. That should be what – like, this this season right now was the foundation of what we want in the future. Because mm-hmm. in since Keats has been there, and I think I've said this before, and I tweeted this uh, either today or yesterday, there's a world where – State should have made the tournament three times in Case's first three years. The year he made it, or his first year, we made it. Uh, year two, we got snubbed by, uh, which was atrocious. Year three, COVID happened, and we were going to make it. And I'll give them, I'll give people year four. Like we struggled, we made the NIT. Like that was bad. Last year, we lost our best player in the first two minutes of the season. Yeah. Like, we, we built this team based on transfers, based on new coaching staff that Keats brought in, and we're going to do the same thing. And guess what? The best thing about going into next year, and I, know, I don't want to talk about next year. Like, we're focused on this year. Next year, we actually have a good recruiting class. Yeah, so and, like, like if, if you fire him, we're dealt, you're, you lose we're that. a bad hand for yeah. three years. We've been dealt a bad hand that set us back. Like – Again, like if I, I can't speak on what happened at ETSU, but you know when you when you fire somebody, you know I, my brain has been thinking about that from just like a I care about our men's basketball program. Like you know when you fire someone, you have to be willing to accept that whatever is currently in your recruiting class, whatever is in the pool, like like you have to consider what's on your roster currently. You have to consider what that means for that. Like you said, you have a good you have a good class. You're not losing a ton of them, if I'm mistaken, right, Nick? Like you're not losing like half your roster this year, correct? No, we're not. not so like you bring you you know you're you yeah like you're bringing back more than you did last year. You have a better recruiting class. Like you let him walk. Not only have you had to restart with a new coach, but you've also kind of like 
And again, like, at what point do you kind of say, like, you have to have a reason to say that this is not good enough. This is the best you've had in what, Nick? Three, four years, five years now? Six years, seven years? Like Since, since Keith's... Since Keith's first season, this yeah. this has been our best record since like 1988. Like you're 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 having a successful season. At what point do you just say, like again? And this is also not like again. I my favorite sport in in terms of from top to bottom how it's structured, how it works is, is NHL, like the professional hockey. Like this isn't the NHL, where if you're like the nine or the ten, like you're just on the outside missing, you're gonna miss the playoffs. And you say, screw it, we're going to sell at the trade deadline, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, it's in the best interest of the franchise. Because, yes, you would make the playoffs, but you're going to be one and done. Like, kind of thing. Especially in hockey, you know, it's a best of seven. So, normally the better team is able to come out on top because it's not a, oh, I had one off night, you know. You have to have four off nights to lose the series. Where in this sport... In college athletics in general, yes, with the transfer portal, there's a lot more free agency than there ever was, but there's still no trading. <laughs> there's still no, like, if you let somebody go, you're automatically going to get a better draft pick, you know, or, like, it's not like the transfer portal has, like, a, you know, in fantasy sports, you have the waiver wire, <laughs> you know, like, it's not like, oh, well, we lost our starting guard, so by rule, we're now fourth in the queue for the best starting guard in the portal. That's not how that works. <laughs> so, like, you, if you're willing to risk that, you better have a damn good reason. And they don't have a good reason, A. But B, and I think it's another respect to NC State, who are you going to get? Exactly. Like, what, what are you, you going to Are you going to hire Chris Beard if he gets fired from Texas for the shit that he's been dealing with? Good luck, NC State. Deal with that, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious, of course. Or are you get Coach K to come out of retirement? Like, there's not a ton of guys that just, like, and, and, and yeah, I'm sure there's some mid-major programs. I mean, Nick, I am a huge fan of Mike Morrell at UNC Asheville. Shout out to them getting the 15th seed. Good luck against UCLA. Like, sure, you could take the risk with him, but you're just signing up for another Kevin Keats. Like, hopefully it works out, <laughs> but he's not like some home run hire that, like, is magically going to take you to the NCAA tournament every single season. So, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% on board with you <laughs> with that one, Nick. At some point, you have to just, you know, it's the risk-rewards. Like, <laughs> The risks do not outweigh the rewards here. Exactly. Um, and I guess one more thing before we go. I guess we, we do have to bring it up, Micah. Uh, Bayheim's gone. He's retired. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. I just, I just got to say, and I, I will ask you this question before I say this, or after I say this. Um, it, it was just perfect that he the the team that sent him home did did it in greensboro like wake forest yep team who he said was buying players the team closest <laughs> to greensboro ended it all on a buzzer beater in greensboro my question so, to micah is who does uh, syracuse hired from within i can't remember his name he he played at Syracuse. It was it's basically a Hubert Davis, really. Where Oh, they, they already hired somebody? Yeah, they hired within the program. Oh, I missed that. I think they did. Darn I, it. So, sure they did. So, so I can cancel my Patino to Syracuse shirts? I think so. I'm ninety percent sure they hired an Dude, assistant. I want I want Rick I want Rick Patino to Syracuse. 
so bad. <laughs> Dude, the, the entire Louisville fan base would have a meltdown. Like, we would not only have... We would, we, that's what I think, too. That, yeah. that, that, because, again, they don't, they don't have a problem hiring... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Charismatic characters. Like, I, I actually, again, I don't know the Patino story as well as probably most do, but I'm not, like, anti-Rick Patino kind of thing. So, you know, I like the idea of it. But, anyways... Uh, I also just wanted to mention Syracuse. Go, what, what's the future for Syracuse? And do you have anything to say about Jim Beheim? I think Syracuse is screwed. Me too. I'm with you. Like I'm like I don't mean that in disrespect, but like I, I'm not saying that Duke has fallen off the face of the earth or North Carolina has, but those two schools have more brand than Syracuse, and they have again. Time will only tell, but they have definitely relapsed, you know, from the last few years of those, like, you know, the glory days of those squads. And, like, Syracuse has been relapsing with with Bayheim there. The only thing I can think of, Nick, is that maybe Bayheim was the problem. Like, they, they just dragged it out too long. You know, like, it's like, it's a terrible analogy, like, in terms of just, it's not the best, but, like, you know, it's like when your pet is really, really sick and you just, like, can't give it up, you know, so you just let it suffer. So maybe that's what was happening. I don't know the program like that to speak, like if that's true or not. But maybe that's the only thing that could save Syracuse was like they just didn't want to let go. But you know, at the same time, like I don't know. Great, I don't mean Syracuse is not going to be an NCAA tournament team ever again or something like that. But like the years of them being like top four teams, and no matter what we want to accept or, or not, like Jim Beheim is one of the best March Madness coaches of all time. That man, especially down the stretch, like that Elite Eight run when they knocked out Virginia, I'm still salty about it. Like, you know, he had multiple years where they were they shouldn't have even gotten – like they were playing in playing games, and the next thing you know, they're, they're, they're a win away from the Final Four, you know. So no matter what we want to say, like he knew how to win games when it mattered, oftentimes and not. But, like, I just want to simply add something, too, on the whole uh, Wake knocking out Syracuse. Um, as someone that obviously interacts with ETSU donors and ETSU, if you didn't know, and I think I mentioned this a hundred times on the pod, Steve Forbes cares deeply about ETSU. He was a big community person here in Johnson city. So they love him here. One of the donors has told me when that, like the day after that game, you know, happened, we were just talking about it. And I don't know if he was saying this because Steve said this to him directly. Probably not. It was probably just him knowing how coach Forbes is. But he literally, because <laughs> he knows that I love AC basketball, he, <laughs> he comes up to me and says, man, I bet you Forbes had to, like, was, has never enjoyed a win at Wake Forest more than that one right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, I'm sure. Like, he's upset at Duke and Carolina and, you know, I think even Virginia. Like, he's gotten some big wins time already at Wake, but there was probably no better feeling, especially because he was so blindsided by what Beheim said about him that, like, you can't tell me that he just, like, deep down inside was, like, enjoy retirement, jackass kind of thing. Like, you know, again, not saying that's what he said. That's, that's my opinion of it. But, like, you know, the fact that Tony said that to me, again, that could have been just his opinion. But, like, it's just funny because, like, when you said that, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure Coach Steve Forbes loved every minute of that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm sure he did. I, I, he, he should enjoy it. But anything else on basketball, Nick? Because if not, I want to say something about baseball. Nope, I, that, that's it on basketball. I can't wait to, you know, I can't wait for this thing to start. So, well, Nick, 
I'm excited that we're going to be doing the around the diamond segment more, maybe not bringing on players on as often as, or as fortunately as we were with the wake one, but we will be covering the best conference in college baseball this season. Dude, have you watched some of these AC games, man? Holy crap. We have a deep conference. And you know what, Micah, I'm <laughs> thinking about reaching out to some other ball players around the Good. conference. We have gained Good. some baseball players uh, that have followed us on Twitter because I've been tweeting out the uh, everybody's stats every Monday morning. I've been doing it, and it gets a yeah. lot of interaction. Got a lot of uh, uh, was it Dan Fuck from Pitt? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that! Thank you for catching that. Or well, they, thank yeah. Shout out to my shout out to my buddy Tyler. It's like, did you tweet this? And I was like, nope, haven't been on Twitter in a couple weeks. I'll let Dan. I tweeted out his name before because his name was on a list like three tweets before that, and yeah. I said to myself, okay, make sure you don't accidentally write fuck. Make sure it's funk. <laughs> and, I completely, and his name was number one on whatever list it was on the second yeah. time I did it. Yeah. And within like three minutes, you had texted me. I was like, oh my god. So, but we we do have some. Uh, we've gotten a lot of interaction from Clemson players, from Georgia Tech players. Um, the, a lot of Georgia Tech fans, oh, my God, have been retweeting us and uh, commenting with us. Dude, uh, our even conference? the Barstool page, the main Georgia Tech baseball account. We've Dude, had again, Clemson players. Uh, yeah, it's unreal. So, Nick, you'll love this. So, we played at Clemson on Tuesday, right? Yeah, and so. Yeah. I, I have an ACC backpack that I still use as my work backpack because I was not given, like, a SoCon or ETSU one. So I use my ACC backpack still. And, like, my car keys are on, like, my house keys and car keys. I don't know if I need to share this or not, but it's on ACC lanyard. So, like, I walked into the Clemson, Clemson press box, and they're like, ACC guy, huh? I said, yeah, I used to work for him. I'm a big fan. I'm a UVA guy. Like, on a podcast. And they're like, what's the podcast? I'm like, the Just Means Last ACC podcast. I, I'm, I, me and this other gentleman, we run fifth quarter ACC. And their SID, or SID, maybe, I don't know if it's their SID directly, but someone within the press box was like, yo, I follow that account. I really like your guys' stuff. You guys cover more than just football and basketball. And, like, you know, he's like, you're kind of like a mixture of, like, barstool, but not, like, at the risque level. I'm like, this guy, like, legit, like, was excited that I told him who I was. So, first off, shout out to him. Shout out Matt, by the way, is his name. Um, but that was really cool. But also, like, yeah, right? But, like, on the flip side, like, dude, I mean, I've, I, yeah, I've been watching. Like, I've been checking scores pretty much every day. Like, I'm dialed in right now to baseball. It's awesome. Dude, but it's like, so great. But, like, I mean, Virginia and Carolina had a hell of a series this weekend. Uh, you know, Virginia took the series there. Like, State-Miami was a phenomenal series. State, did State win the series, Nick? I know State won today. But did they win the series? We lost the series game one. Okay. I, can't remember, I, I couldn't remember the game one result. I knew you guys lost last night, but I couldn't remember what the game one result game, was. Game one was a great game. Uh, yeah. Miami went up 8 nothing within the first two innings, and then State yeah. chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. We tied it, and then the very next inning, Miami hit a solo homer and ended up being 9-8. to eight. But yeah. I mean, like, Pitt, Pitt and Florida State was a great series. Dude. Uh, Duke, Duke and Wake was a phenomenal series. 
Can I give a shout out to the Boston College Eagles who not only yes. took the series against number eleven Virginia Tech, but beat Tennessee, but baby. The road to beat Tennessee. I was so mad because I almost decided to go to that game, but obviously our school was playing Clemson, so I was like, I'm gonna go to Clemson. But like, if our school, like, I, I actually, Nick, I don't know if I told you this, I went and watched BC play the next day. They played oh, UNC Asheville. They played East Tennessee, right? No, they played UNC Asheville. Oh, Asheville, okay. Which is like an hour from me and like my friends that does my job there. So like, I went down and I'm like, dude, this team is unreal. Like, dude, Chris Flynn. Clemson. Remember, remember that name. Chris yes. Flynn. Is, yes. Oh my unreal. God. He is unreal. Unreal. Dude, like, no, 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 no disrespect to Rhett, but watch out, Rhett. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like this, this kid still. I mean, I have to update all the is numbers. The, is the is the is the is the Wake BC series in Winston Salem, Nick? Because if it is, I need to. Salem this year, dude. I might need I to try to come down great. for that, dude. If if there if if I can if we can get for sure confirmation that those two are going head to head on a Friday matchup or a Sunday matchup or Saturday, however they decide to you know do their arms. Oh my gosh! Also. I just want to shout out how there is not a single team in this conference, Nick, that I have watched this year that has that quits. Not a single one. Like I thought, Duke had Wake dead in the water. I thought Carolina had Virginia dead in the water in one of the games this year, and both teams just battled and battled and got like they took advantage of every mistake the other team made. Carolina did the same thing against Virginia. State did it against Miami today. Yeah. Miami took advantage of State earlier this series. Like These teams do not quit. There is not a single team right now in the ACC that I think sucks at baseball. And one of the worst teams, in my opinion, is Notre Dame. We literally went to Omaha last year. And they just <laughs> won the series against Georgia Tech. Exactly. Like, there are so many quality baseball teams in this conference. And, like, and, and, like, and, and what's amazing is, is we're going to hear all the SEC so good. Well, the SEC was so damn good. Why did Loyola Marymount spank Vanderbilt today? I don't know if you saw that, Nick, but. They yeah. They're like, as someone that supports the SOCON, you lost to VMI. I guess they're the worst team in our conference. Like, I mean, South Carolina is one of the top half of the SEC this year, and Clemson, who everyone, like, like the Clemson baseball fan base dude on Tuesday was having, like, an annual, like, one of the coaches, or one of the coaches, excuse me, one of the fans looked me dead in the eye, I was talking to a lot of their fans, one of them looked me dead in the eye and said, if we lose this game, I want our coach fired right now. Like, cause they're, because, they're, again, they're not living up to the Clemson standard. That like, Since COVID, Clemson baseball has really gone downhill, unfortunately. I mean, in terms of, like, the standard that they had always been, you know, hosting regionals, pretty much a lock for the tournament every single year. So, like, <laughs> the fact that that is, you know, one of our worst teams, and they took one of one of three against South Carolina, like, <laughs> you know, Georgia Tech, I believe, split with Georgia this year, maybe lost that too. Like, there's arguments again. Like, but those are some of our bottom pack teams, man. Like, the fact that Boston College went to Knoxville and got like. Had a hell of a week, dude. Like, I know we're not giving out team of the weeks, but we all want you to get to the around the diamond segment, but that's the team of the week. It's got to be the Boston College Eagles. Like, oh, for sure. I get they, have, yeah. they, have, they, they have put themselves on the map. Like, that, again, and, like, for example, Pitt, man. Like, Pitt really wasn't supposed to be that good. Come tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Like, Pitt, I didn't think was that good, like, going into the year. 
And they just, you know, non- I think they won the series against Florida State. Is that correct? I, did, I don't know if today's game actually got final or not because it was in a weather delay. So I never actually saw the final. Let me look real quick for I, I, uh, Let me look too. I almost described the D1 baseball the other day, Nick. I, just, I don't have 140 bucks right now. Or I probably would have. <laughs> um, let's see. Top 25. Did they ever go final? According to this, they did. Yep. So Pitt beat Florida State. Um, which I believe won that series. Am I not? Nope. Sorry, they did lose the series. series. Yeah, they did lose the series. But again, they were they barely lost on Friday. Like again, that's, that's one of our like the fact, this is gonna be such a fun conference. I mean, we can go on and on. Like and Wake Forest, you know, Wake Forest had a disappointing week to say the least. Obviously, losing two games, but that's their only two losses of the season. Right. <laughs> like like the fact that Wake Forest is becoming a uh, teams to like. Again, my buddy goes to Coastal, and I have friends that are Coastal people. Dude, you would have thought that team just won in Omaha again. The way that they were celebrating on their Snapchat and texting me, like, uh, yeah, that Wake team's so good. What? The- <laughs> like, for one, for the fact that literally, and I mean, no respect to the guys that pitched for Wake, but that was a midweek game if I've ever seen a midweek game, dude. Like, oh, no, no, Coastal trotted Coastal their best out there. And Wake, not saying they didn't trot their best, but they didn't trot their best out. Let's just be frank. <laughs> that, that, I, I don't know if you really looked into that game, Micah. Wake had seven errors. Yeah. Wake literally played, like, they again, it was the most midweek game of midweek games of all time. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why I'm honestly, man, I'm actually upset that Virginia Tech lost the series this week in the BC because – I wanted them to roll into our game on Tuesday against us because I think I told you this, Nick, but Virginia Tech's coming to our ballpark on Tuesday. We host them. Like, I wish that they were coming in on a, on a high note, not a negative note, because it would give off the same type of vibes for Virginia Tech. It's the midweek of, like, it's going to be 30 degrees at first pitch. Like, you can't tell me that Virginia Tech is excited to come to Johnson City for a Tuesday game. It's a team they already spanked earlier this year. <laughs> like, yeah, that was the definition of a midweek. And, again, like, it's college baseball. You're going to have to lose eventually. Like, <laughs> you ain't going to win them all. So, you know, dude, this is going to be so much fun. But anyways, that's all I've got. I'm kind of ready to hop off here. And we'll have to reconvene with some uh, baseball talk next weekend. Uh, all things considered, Nick, I'll talk, we'll text, obviously. But I am hoping that maybe Sunday I get a little, uh, I kind of want to get, oh, shit. What did he say it was? Was it? What was the special that the guys are talking about? They said if they said it, you, they would know. It's whatever you get, Nick. Do we just call it the Nick special? I thought there was a name for it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I guess it's the Nicholas special. Okay. The Nick, and remind the listeners again, what is that? Uh, am I going to have to? Yeah. I, they already know. It's already out there now. So it's roast beef with avocado, um, uh, with provolone cheese, uh, sliced onion, arugula, hot peppers, and it's on uh, ciabatta roll. So, anyways, listeners, I think I'm going to try to come Sunday, get myself a Nicholas special, watch a little Notre Dame and Wake on Sunday. Uh, seats right behind home plate, 15 bucks. Kind of tempted. Um, and for 35 bucks, you get access to the club level, which sounds kind of fun. don't know if that means anything or not, Nick. You would know, but I sound like the club level is kind of cool. And this is going to be cold. might be nice to have some little heat. Or, I mean, unless, Nick, you want to get me credentialed, you know. But, you know. Actually, I don't know if I want to be credentialed. I kind of just want to enjoy the game as a fan. But I'll be honest yeah, with you, the best seats are right behind the wake dugout. Okay. 
Are those the GA ones, or are they the $15 ones still? Those are the GA ones. Okay, I might have to drop the $10. Then do the $10 Honestly, GA and then get the 12 level add on. They, they don't even care. Fair. Yeah, you can sit wherever. I don't know if it'd be like Clemson, where uh, that's the one thing my uh, the the people that do Clemson games, Nick, is Rhino, who also does you know Wake, Virginia Tech. Dude, they were sticklers at their ballpark. Like I'm literally media credentialed wearing ETSU gear. I'm sitting right next to our dugout in the first three rows. I'm like, yeah, you can't sit here. I'm like, it's the third inning. Nobody's been here the entire game. Doesn't matter. These are for paid people. I'm like, dude, I'm with the media, and they're like, nope. I'm like. So I can go sit in the dugout, but I can't sit here. <laughs> make that make sense. <laughs> like, I would have understood if, like, I was not moving when someone was like, those are my seats. Fine. Because that is, again, at the end of the day, they paid for those seats. They have those right, obviously, their right to the seats. But for God's sakes, there was nobody there. <laughs> but anyways, I, again, I will say at least they are doing their jobs, I guess. Good, good for them. A lot of times security never does their job, but... Yeah, um, dude, I'm so excited for baseball. Also, Nick, I'm going to say this one time. Clip this against me for the rest of my life. You are looking at a Virginia Tech fan and women hoops. I am cheering for the Hokies. Dude, I have enjoyed watching that team this year. They are, I believe they won seed. I think I saw they got the one. If not, they got the two. I know they're hosting a regional in like the first two rounds at their barn. Castle's going to be bumping. If you if you claim you're a Hokie, you better be at Castle this weekend cheering on those ladies. They deserve it. I don't necessarily want Virginia Tech to win a national title because it's fun to say, what national title have you won? But I will say I am kind of cheering for them to win their first national title this season because I, I have enjoyed that team a lot this season. Fair enough, fair enough. But anyways, Nick, as always, thank you, everybody, for listening. It means just a little bit less here at AC Country. And, Nick, hopefully next week when we're talking baseball, uh, we can also be talking a little bit more basketball and do two separate pods because there's still enough basketball to talk about. So we'll see where we're at. And uh, I'll say I doesn't want to say it because he, he, I'm off social media, so if you're looking at me and I won't see it. But uh, North Carolina, you're soft for declining the NIT. So <laughs> as always, it means just a little bit less here at AC Country. Nick, thank you. And go ACC.